Yeah, Walt was doing this thug thing, driving in and out of lanes on the sidewalk. The other guy didn't even know they were racing. <laughs> Why was he doing this? I thought someone was chasing him, but no one was chasing him. No. He was trying to nah, he was feeling the pressure because he knew they had Jesse. <sighs> so he was he felt like if they had Jesse, then it was over for Jesse and it might be over for him too. By the way, just so y'all know, I watch these episodes on one and a half speed. And every time Walt's doing something manic like this, it's the funniest thing in the world. Walt's I would listen world. to our show at one and a half speed. And it sounds all, like we're the chipmunks. I listen to almost all podcasts at one and a half speed, so or two. Two. Woo! Your brain be working. I, I can't do that. I used to have like so many podcasts that I listened to, and I was just trying to get through it. But like these days, I don't have much of a commute. Like my commute used to be eight minutes. Now it's 10 minutes. I don't have much time. I don't really listen to a lot of podcasts and stuff at home. So it's you, it's really when I'm in the car. So I gotta try to get it in, Doug. Why y'all start talking? I was trying to figure out what that sound was, but apparently it was you typing. It's me typing hella hard. Tap, tap, tap. You got a mechanical keyboard like me? Nope. I just have heavy fingers and a lot to say. <laughs> he said, like, who you finna try? Then it ain't me. Who bitch, it ain't me. Yep, yep, yep. Have you ever seen that? Ever yep. seen that? <laughs> Where's that from? It's a meme. It's a meme that somebody did where they literally sang out the meme. Oh, <laughs> yep. He was like, "Who you finna try? It ain't me." Cap, cap, cap. Yeah, it was like he was responding to somebody on Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's a great. Oh, name. oh. I had I've heard that many times. I've never known where that's from. Yep. It was, it was like a it's like a little short meme. Yeah, like a little. It was almost like a um. It was almost like a vine. I think it was because I don't think I can't see it on YouTube. I don't see it on YouTube. Yeah. You know what I've been trying to figure out? Why, if the story, and we'll get into it later, but if the story is that Walt won a bunch of money gambling, why can't Walt buy a new car? That's the next episode. And also, Walt don't like that story at all. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about himself. Why can't he buy himself? Oh, that car's car? ugly as fuck. Because that car is ugly and busted. He's busted the windshield twice already. That car is ugly. That car is made for ugly people. That Aztec. You know what? I considered an Aztec at one point when I was watching this show religiously. I rest my case. <laughs> what are you going to tell me next? You wanted a PT Cruiser? I yes, test I test I test over PT Cruiser years ago. I did not like it. I did not like it at all. I I didn't like how I didn't like how I fit inside of the PT Cruiser. He fit inside the PT Cruiser like the letter Q would fit inside of a space for the letter I. <laughs> he fit inside of the PT Cruiser like unbaked biscuits in the can. 
I know that because I sat in a PT Cruiser once and I was like, what the fuck is this driver's seat life? Why is this? Because when you rent cars from them, they either gave you back in the day, they either gave you a PT Cruiser or else they gave you the same fucking thing. But I think it was called like a fucking cruise or something like that. Like it was just this hideous experience. Rashani, I saw a video on Instagram that um, they took biscuit, like the canned biscuits that you were just talking about, mm-hmm. and they made French toast out of it. Okay. It looked fucking awesome. I know <laughs> I people, it's me, that. who make donuts out of biscuits. Yeah, I mean, I've seen that a lot. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that. You drop them in the fryer. But I had never considered making them into French toast. Why not? All it is is cinnamon and sugar. I, I, I'm... I'm not a a French toast kind of guy. All right, freedom fry, motherfucker. (laughs) No, I just like, I'm a pancake nigga. Like, what are we talking about? I don't even like fucking waffles that much. Like, it's pancakes over everything, dog. A good Belgian waffle, like with the perfect airiness and crispiness combination, is the best. Listen to this nigga. He's on a Belgian waffle kick for the past, like, month or two. But most people don't make them that good. They're either too hard or too soft and chewy. You know what? Whenever we go, whenever we would go to AAU tournaments out of town, like like literally out of state, the hotels we will stay in will have waffle machines. Yeah, yeah. Those are the perfect fucking waffles. Yeah, like at the La Quinta. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes, they're awesome. <laughs> La Quinta waffles are great. But they make them with mix. It's not that hard to do. You just got to have the right combination I'm, of stuff. I'm glad that uh, I started seeing um, advertisements for La Quinta because it was Laquita for me for Laquita? a long time. Mm. It was Laquita so, for me. So this nigga darting in and out of lanes telling Saul that, hey, no matter what, she needs to get every dollar of every penny of every cent that I got. Even if you got to put it in trash bags, Saul, make sure she gets all the loot she saw. And then he hangs up and he thinks about it and he calls Skylar. And I just, I just, I was just thinking about you. And I just wanted to say I love you and the kids. Like, his voice wasn't even smooth like that. So for Skylar later on to listen to it and be like, I must fuck you. His voice was frantic as fuck when he said it. There was nothing. Like, when I call my wife, if I call my wife, I'm like, hey, boo. You know, you was on my mind. I just wanted to say, hey, I hope you're having a good day and I love you. No, that's how the message sounded. The message sounded very calm. But when he recorded it, it did not sound It was sound frantic as, as fuck. It did not sound that fucking calm at all. Like you, for- in the car, in the car, he was like, oh, I shot. Um, I shit myself. In real life, he was like, the bullet bounced off me. I'm just fine. Yeah. So it was it was just weird because like it's the beginning of the episode. He's frantic as fuck, and then all of a sudden he's just regular when he hey. makes that message. Hey, it's me, the Walt. I just want to let you know I love you. And if you'll let me, I want to stick my tongue in your asshole. Peace. Second chance. Your, second is chance. That your, is that your West Coast quiet storm voice? No, that's my voice. When I'm not do talking loud, the, that's literally my voice. <laughs> do they have the quiet storm on the West Coast? Of course they do. But no, that's just, I don't think y'all understand that the quieter I speak, you've never heard sin and solace. That's what it is. 
Sin and Silas is the default voice. My name. No, you sounded like you sounded like um, you sounded like if you sound. Uh, I sounded like if I was saying it's uh, seventy-two degrees outside, and I'm your DJ, oh. uh, Freaky Deaky. Uh, coming up next, we got some Norman Brown, and maybe after that, we'll take some uh, calls from the audience. Uh, this is ninety-four-seven like KSSJ. Like DJ from Doggy Style. Nah, I am not DJ Easy Dick. Yes, that's, I, that, that's what I was thinking. That's exactly, that's exactly what I was thinking at first. This is DJ Easy Dick. That's exactly what I was thinking. Because we got a little voice in here tonight. From the station that slaps you across your fat ass with a fat dick. I know there was. I couldn't. I could never do the voice. It, that that should. I just can't do it. But. I had an idea. Uh, some friends and I were going to get together and we were going to record a fake radio channel for um, for Saints Row. The game? I'm looking yes. at you right now because I'm not going to approve of what you're about to say, but please continue. No, I was just, I just didn't I just didn't have the voice for it. And like I wanted to. I wanted to, I really wanted to participate, but I know I didn't have the voice for it. But, you know. So, I mean, I mean, we had to, I mean, I came up with the idea of like how we were going to do it, you know, the, the whole thing, the, you know, WAVE, the, the, the wave in Stillwater. Um, like, you know, what I mean, that type of, Like, you, you I, don't, like, yeah, you don't. Like I had, the, I had the idea. I don't have it. I don't have it. I understand. All. You're absolutely right. Like when I hear you say that, there's no, some I mean, people like like the nigga a- from um the nigga from Grand Theft Auto who was like Grand Theft Auto three and four. He had like the talk show epi- the talk show channel. What you what his it? name was? It was a white dude. Uh, what's his name? Uh, shit. He's in he's in five too. He's the guy who uh he's the guy who is in charge of all of the talk shows. But you could do a talk shows. show like that. I always yeah. played the JB Smooth Chakra Channel. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I played every time I played the JB Smooth is the best. I, I listen to um I listen to almost all the channels, uh especially in San Andreas. Four was just kind of Okay. Four is where I found the Hicks cold air, just going through the electronica station, like the cool, calm station, just driving up and down streets. Because whenever you would get out there on the road, niggas would hit you up to want to go bowling and shit. So yeah, I just ignore them and keep cruising. I'm going to tell you, there was no moment better than the moment where I am in five. I am down by the beach. It is sunset and Kendrick Lamar comes on. It's like, Oh, so this nigga reaches down and also gets his gun from under the front seat and continues to drive like he's a motherfucking fool. Like, seriously, this nigga's out here lunching for no reason. Also, by the way, also, what? wait, what? Why did you grab the gun when you got where you were going? Because the nigga don't know. Also, by the way, he he didn't want them to see him on tape doing it. Mm. Yeah, he got me on tape stealing boxes. I mean, let's be honest about this. When he had the gun before, be Mike honest. instantly knew. Welcome to Blood, Meth, and Tears. That's Scar. That's Brandon. I'm Derek. What's happening?
We got to talk about this real quick. How he's the he ain't the same nigga he was before. Let's put it like that. He ain't the same nigga he was before. And and Brandon, we mentioned this to you before, but it is clear in the way that he's now talking to everybody this season. Even when he was talking to Victor back at the beginning, before Victor got uh, sliced up with the box cutter. He was talking to him a lot greedier than he would have in seasons past. He's really starting to step into this arrogance that I don't fucking like. I told you, Walt died on the fly episode. Walt died that Well, we saw Walt this episode. No. Yeah, that was Walt who called Skyler. That was the last time no. we saw Walt. No. You know what? Honestly, in the next episode, you're absolutely right. Something happens that I want to talk about in the next episode that will just like, okay, this nigga really gone. But yeah, he no, he's gone. That that phone call, that phone call was Heisenberg may die today. That was not Walter White. Walter White is gone. And he's been gone since the fly. That him him coming clean to Jesse while he was high is the last gasp of Walter White. So this nigga walks into Los Polos Hermanos and he's just talking real poorly. He's talking to this woman. He hasn't even talking to this woman like he's a like he's a mob boss. He's talking to this woman like he's a fucking Karen, the one behind yes. the counter. Like he's he pulls up on her like I want to talk to your manager Gus Fring. I know he's here because his car's in the parking lot. He's talking to her like he's a baby mama, or he's talking to her like he's a side chick. Go go get him! I saw his car out front. Go get him now! I got I saw some you with your whack ass boyfriend yesterday. I want, to, I want to speak to your manager immediately. I got some I got some continuity questions too, but I'll ask that when we get to that part. And so. This nigga goes and he's like, I'll wait. And she's like, he's not here. And he's like, I saw his car. I'll wait. And so he sits Do down and he know? looks up. Hmm? Do you think they know? The workers in the chicken restaurant? Do you think no. they know? No. Absolutely not. No. Okay. Nope. No. And so um, he sits down. And he notices the surveillance cameras, and I'm shocked he didn't pump at them. Like, Ugh! like try and punk out the person behind the camera. Like, what the fuck you gonna do? And so while he's sitting there, his phone rings. And Mike's like, what the fuck are you doing, Walt? What are you doing, dog? Like, you're causing a scene in the fucking... This is an Arby, sir. The fuck are you doing? Right. And Walt's like, I'm not gonna... I need to talk to Jesse. I want to talk to Samson. <laughs> and Mike's like, Walt's like, where's Jesse? Is he safe? Where's he at? And Mike's like, it's for you, dog. And Jesse's like, yo. And Walt's like, uh. He, he just gave you the phone like that? Are you alive? Are you okay? Where are you at? And Jesse's like, I don't know where the fuck I am. We're driving. I don't know where we're going. We're going fucking north. I guess like Jesse knows where the fuck north is. We're going north. Oh no, I'm driving. <laughs> Here, 
Let, let me let me talk to you, you're, 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 let me talk to Mike. So he puts Mike back on the phone. I don't like what you're doing, and it makes no sense to me. So I'm gonna get back into my Karen voice. And Mike is like, "Yo, Jesse will be with me today. You need to go and cook. Go do your fucking job, dog. Like, stop being so extra and go work." Meanwhile, Jesse's like, hey, man, if you're going to kill me, you better make sure you you shoot straight. You aim for the king. You bet not miss. One of the greatest lines in a TV show of all time. Really? But you fucking hate the show. I don't hate the show. I don't love the show. Just wait. We're going to make you love it. So um, (laughs) Mike pulls up at a remote location and pops the trunk. And Jesse's arranging his keys in his hands. In a way that when I really thought about it, it made me sad because it's the same way that I know a lot of women have arranged the keys in their hand before they walk out to the car late night. What? Oh, really? Mm-hmm. You really think that's how women key cars? Key cars? What? It's no, the way that they protect themselves when they walk oh, out into a dangerous <laughs> area. I want, I want something. And for them, a dangerous that. area is a place I'm, where there's no cops and there's men. I'm sorry. I am a man, and sometimes I don't quite understand the danger. My bad. Yeah, no. The, in that the, moment, I didn't. I didn't understand that we were talking. No, about you're not. The the I bought my wife. I bought my wife pepper spray five years ago, and I was cleaning the bathroom. I was cleaning up the bathroom the other day, and it was under the sink, still in the package. Five years ago. You know, if you spray pepper spray onto your eggs, it's really fucking spicy. Why would you do that? You try to kill yourself? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was on an episode of Jackass. <laughs> oh, that, yeah, that, that, that lines up about right. But he puts the keys in his hands as a weapon. And yes, there are a lot of women who that's their... Um, Last line of defense. And so Jesse gets out the car and he's about to uh, attack Mike, who's still behind the car, pulling a shovel out the car. And Mike walks right past him and walks to a board in the ground and picks up the board and starts digging beneath the board and pulls out a bag. And he's like, hey, man, you you just going to stand there? We got like six more of these. And it's all over the state. I'd like to get this done before dark. What the fuck you doing with the keys, dude? <laughs> and so Jesse hops back in the car and they drive off. This was weird to me at first. Hank, Hank tells his guy, Tim, that he thinks Gail was Heisenberg. And he's not sure why Gail was killed. Um, because the only people that he knows who's connected to the blue stuff is a fucking loser named Badger and Jesse. And he's like, I can't do shit with Jesse. We got a history. I I, I can't play him 32. But he'd be shocked if Jesse was the fucking shooter. Also, there's no reason to believe that Jesse would kill someone based on exactly anyone yeah. would know about him except what the audience knows. If Jesse and, was a shooter, so far, you'd know. Like there's a different there's a different mindset to a shooter that Jesse clearly doesn't have. If if Jesse was a shooter, he would have shot at Hank. Jesse will key a car. 
and look the and the thing about it is he attacked Jesse and Jesse didn't even fight back. He just took that ass whoop. Yeah, he was trying to get some money. No, not that wasn't. Then. No, not at that moment. It was after that he was, he tried to get the money. If I could guarantee that a police officer could whip my ass, but would not kill me, right? But they would just whip my ass. I would let them. I wouldn't throw a punch back. If I could guarantee that. Because if I throw a punch back, that makes it anything. But if I just get my ass whipped, I can get some money. But Jesse wasn't thinking that way. I mean, he did. I mean, let's be honest. He got his ass whipped because of Walt. But, um, but yeah, he wasn't thinking that way at all. I mean, his lawyer's soul. Yeah, that's why he was thinking about suing after. But in the moment, he wasn't thinking about any of that. That he got his ass whooped because of Walt. Yeah. Walt is, Walt is the reason by all, behind yeah. all this shit. Yeah. Well, he's also alive because of Walt. So I think Walt's kept his bargain up. And he's rich because of Walt. So that's two to one for Walt. Mm. Really? If someone saves I'm... my life and makes me a millionaire, and the only thing I have to give up for that is I had to get my ass whipped once. And you and have to shoot somebody in the face. I, I, win, I win that trade. Okay, I got my ass whipped. Okay, Scar. If I told you, I'm going to give you a couple a million, a couple million dollars, and and I'm going to save your life. The only thing that has to happen is you got to let Rashani whip your ass a couple times, where you get a black eye and you break a finger or something like that. You taking that trade? I'm taking that trade. Well, yeah, because me and him would have a plan on the side where I'd only hit him softly in the stomach three times and then slap him in the face. Boop, 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 <laughs> beep. And then we'd split the money. <laughs> no, that's not actually, a good idea. Actually, he, he saved him a couple times because he saved him from probably going to jail from killing uh, Jessica Jones. Not killing Jessica Jones, but for being culpable. I've given drugs that caused Jessica Jones to die. Yeah, he called Mike. He definitely called Look, Mike. So multiple times he's done that. Hank tells Tim, "Look, man, I think that Gail was Heisenberg." Um, Tim's like, "Hey, you want to come in and and do some more research on this and just make sure?" And he's like, "Nah, man, we got the composite picture of Victor, who seems like the person of, who seems like the person of interest. Um, it all falls into place. Jesse's not the shooter. We don't even think Walt is a, is anywhere near this shit. So Gail died because Victor shot him. I think that's pretty much the end of the story. This feels like closure. I think I'm gonna fucking retire." I think I'm done. And Tim's like, all right, cool. Okay, I'm I'm glad you're uh, coming to this yeah. conclusion on your own and nobody's pushed you towards it. And okay, fine. There's no way Hank got 20 years yet. Hank need to get that 20 years and get that pension. But medical retirement. Oh, yeah, he could do that. So Mike gets another bag of cash from a really out of the way medical location. Medical retirement. If you're still capable of working, he but he's still working in the office. The nigga ain't even walking. I mean, you unless he's in. fucking Denzel Washington and the bone collector. No, he could work in the wow, office. That's a movie I haven't thought of in a long time. 
but it's very specific to this situation, right? Right. Because he's still in the bed. Because he was a consultant. He was a consultant. Mm -hmm. He'd been rolling around the wheelchair. Because remember, Walt Jr. was like, hey, why don't we make Hank the first customer? Uncle Hank the first customer in the car? Yeah, that's after this. This is what got him out of bed. Remember, before that, he's grabbing at the book with, with the tongs. Oh, yeah, well, I, yeah I think I think movie, I think show. the the most important part of that conversation with him and his homeboy is he feels bad that he did he was not the one who caught Heisenberg. The Heisenberg to him at this point, Heisenberg got killed. No one knows what's going on, and he didn't catch him. So Jesse has no idea why he's there, and their whole montage happens where he finds out he's not allowed to smoke or listen to rock music or anything like that. And he's growing increasingly bored after several more stops. And Jesse's like, you're doing the work of picking up cash from high-level dealers. Me and my boys would do this stuff in a lower-level thing, but I understand why you're doing it, so why am I here? And... Mike's like, you know, I'm not fucking sure why you're here either. And Jesse's like, am I the guy? And Mike's like, no, I had a guy. He was much better at it than you. But now I got you. So just shut the fuck up. I'm just doing what I'm told. Just be quiet till we get done with what we're doing. Meanwhile, same music that's playing during there, or montage is playing for Walt, who's cooking by himself and struggling to pick up big-ass jugs of acid and shit, and his watch alarm goes off and he runs away so he can meet up with Skyler to sign the papers that officially makes him owners of the car wash. Whoa, 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 whoa. Talking about the car wash scar and branded. Dun, 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 dun. Work and work. And um, after the lawyer leaves, I thought it was a notary, but, you know, whatever. Skylar tells Walt that she's nervous, and he assures her, we'll be fine. She wants him to promise complete honesty going forward, and he's like, that's the plan. But just before having a drink, which isn't going to be an expensive drink because, you know, they're supposed to be poor. She goes and listens to Walt's message from earlier, which has been on the answer machine all fucking day long. Why she chose to listen to it just now, I have no clue. But she listened to the message, and instead of it being, I'm scared, and I'm dying, oh, I shit myself, it's, hey, baby, I just wanted to let you know that I love you and the kids more than anything. And when I see you again, goddamn. It's on and popping. And she looks at him who just said, I love you and I love the kids and oh, I shit myself. And she's like, I'm going to give you all this. And he's like, I'm the one who cocks. Um. <laughs> so afterwards, they're making small talk and he's like, the blankets smell different. The sheets smell different. And he, she's like, oh, yeah, it's a new fabric softener. Like, it's really awkward. But it's not awkward because they're like having these talks. And I feel like this is the talks they used to have in bed together. And she's like, I did my hair. And he's like, oh, I was going to say something about it. And she was like, no, you wasn't. And they have more small talk. And she's like, hey, Hank and Marie are having dinner together. It's the only time Brandon hear this. It's the only time Hank gets out of bed. And so Walt's like, all right, I'll come through. I'll come through. I'll smash that dinner like I smashed you. And 
Flynn comes in. Flynn comes home, rather, and you see Walt Skyler. Flynn comes home, and you see Skyler run nakedly across the room to close the door. And he's like, "Mom, Dad, where are you?" And Walt's like, "We're in the back." And she's like, "You just had to tell him, huh?" Walt's like, "My car's in the fucking driveway." <laughs> and he was like, "That nigga turned into Jay Z. Me and my beautiful bitch in the back of the back." Man, I smashed it three ways from yesterday. And so Skylar's like, well, you know, after that round of good loving, maybe you should just move back in. Just so it's Why easier to explain to everybody. Lingerie? Why does Skylar have on lingerie under her regular clothes? She had on like a shirt and pants. Or and they started kissing. They started kissing and stuff and went into bed. And she takes her shirt off. And it's like a lingerie top under it. For Ted. What? For Ted. Is she even working anymore? When the last time we seen her take her ass to work? <laughs> I don't know. She, she works in the car wash now. She didn't need to work no more. She works she, no more. She, she manages a car wash. So she's like, maybe you should move back in. And he's like, I don't know about all that. I got to go to work. He literally no, hit her no. off with the Batman Vicky Vale line. I got to go. No. Yeah, he didn't even answer the question. He just kind of looked at her like, mm, I got to go to work. And I, I figure in my mind, he's like, yo, if there's danger, I don't want to come into my house again. No, he, can't, he can't get over Ted. They showed, him, they showed him looking at the damn coffee mug that said Benicky or whatever the fuck Ted works. And then he got pissed. Yep. <laughs> so Walt Jr. some coffee and yep, she, he got the absolutely. Benicky mug out and he looked at it and got fucking pissed. Okay. Well, Walt's having trouble working by himself. So he turns to the camera and says, this is impossible. This is a two-person job, and you should know it. And I, I want to talk to everybody's manager. I'm not doing shit until my partner's back. And Titus fucking shows up. And he's like, hey, man, I don't do the forklift. Jesse does the forklift. Things fell out the forklift because I don't do the forklift. Even he's, though I was doing pretty good with the forklift, considering. I think what... Um... What Brandon said with him watching it in one and a half speed, his white guy tantrums have to look fucking hilarious in one and a half. Yeah, they're fucking hilarious. That's what I'm saying. I'll be tripping out whenever he be going manic. Because it sounds like the chipmunks with him asking for a manager every single time. The one time when he was in the, the cook shop and he was trying to do the forklift shit, it's like, and one to have speed, it's fucking hilarious of him trying to crank the thing, turn around, and he's getting angry. And the way they cut the scenes is just cutting really fast, look like fucking uh, wrestling. It's <clears throat> hilarious. So, at the last pickup of the night, a man with a shotgun approaches the back of the car. Here's the funny thing about this Jesse spots him and throws the car into reverse, which clips the man and T bones his partner who's sitting in the vehicle behind Jesse. Jesse then throws the car in the drive and peels off with the other car in pursuit. And Mike exits the building with the last cash bag and runs out just the cars leave the scene. Here's the thing. How did Jesse figure out what the no, fuck Mike was? No, no, no. 
here's the thing. During that montage scene where Jesse's not allowed to drink or touch the or, or smoke or, or touch the radio, he's singing his song fallacies to himself over and over again. Yes. As Mike goes to do this last pickup, Jesse is still singing fallacies as this guy approaches the back of the car. This is all a big ass lie. Yes. I don't think anybody picked that up until I I didn't pick it up until I watched it today. And I was just like, golly, this nigga singing fallacies while a fallacy is happening to him in real time. Yep. What were you going to say, Scar? Nah, it was just like what happens after is obvious. It was like, how did Jesse know where to find Mike? Why is Mike calling for a pickup? Like he doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, I'm well. Well, we don't. Jesse is the wild card in this situation. He is the he is the variable. Like you don't know what how he's going to react. How, yeah, how he's going to react. So maybe he thought that Jesse would, I don't know, try to do something else other than you know, t bone the fucking car and then peel the fuck off. But what I'm saying is. The way Mike was talking on the phone was like he was shocked something bad happened. Yeah. Yeah, we we got yeah, we got robbed and the dumb right here at the Taco Bell. Oh, never mind, cancel that. Cause Jesse no, pulled up. Like, I, he just said I need a pickup. Yeah, but the way he was talking was not like he was in on it already. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's what I think that's what Rashani's saying. Mm-hmm. He's he's talking completely different, as if he doesn't know that this really is a setup. Here. And so Jesse pulls up and explains to him about what happened. and tells him about um, how the guys how they chase him for a while, and then they stop chasing him for no fucking reason whatsoever. And Mike's like, "Yeah, I saw what you did. You can have a cigarette for it, man. You can have a dog. You can, you can have a bone here. You can have a bone." And the next morning, Walt's in the kitchen. And Flynn shows up and Walt's like, hey, man, you want some juice? And Flynn's like, nah, man, I drink coffee. Black. He's still trying to make Flynn happen. Black. And Walt's like, oh, you drink coffee now? And, And Flynn's like, yeah, man, I also tie my own shoes and brush my own teeth. Like, bitch, your mom was putting your pants on you on the first season. Now he's saying he can get it done himself. But you ain't came that far along. Like we said before, the span of time in this show ain't that big. No, it's not. So your mama was putting your pants on like maybe two months prior, dog. Just because you look old don't mean you old. Yeah, I think we're about at a year. And Walt said, Walter Jr., I'll say it for you. Scar, whatever, said it's cool to have his father back wait, home. And- wait, wait, wait. Why no, is that directed you at Scar? You got on me and Scar Brandon, earlier this year. Brandon, Brandon literally corrected you first. And no, you got this- on. No, it's worse than that. He got on Scar, you and I, earlier this year for not misnaming him or whatever the fuck he said. He, he wants to be called Flynn. We should dead name dead, him. You should call yes. him by what he chose to be called by. The reason why yeah. I'm doing that is because the only reason why this dude started calling himself Walter Jr. again is because of a fucking lie. No, because that's his name. No. 
<laughs> the reason why he started calling himself Walter Jr. again was literally to spite his fucking mom. You know, he started calling True. himself Flynn to it has spite nothing. his dad. No, yeah, he started calling himself Flynn despite his dad, and yes, he started calling back, calling himself back Walter Jr. despite his mother. But when he started calling himself Flynn, he knew nothing life. about he knew nothing about anything else that was going on in the world. He started calling himself Flynn because his dad was naked in a fucking grocery store. Yes, right. For the first fifteen years of his life, he was completely fine with Walt Jr. Then he went to spite his dad, so he called himself Flynn for like three days. Because he was embarrassed. He was embarrassed. He wasn't trying to spite him. He, he was, was embarrassed that his dad did some embarrassing shit. Yeah, he, he was, was spiteful and called himself Walter Jr. No, 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 no. He, yeah, he was embarrassed, but like he's still doing this as a reaction to what his parents are doing. Oh, yeah, for it's sure. Not- I just don't respect it. I respect the other one. Like, yeah, I'm going to call myself because my dad is at the school with me. And every time somebody says, is that Walter? He's going to be like, yeah, that's the guy whose dad was naked in the fucking grocery store. So he turned his name to Flynn. I can respect that. He's calling himself Walter Jr. again because he wants his mom to feel bad every single time. He says, my name is Walter Jr. like my dad. Because he feels like pretty much the audience. Fuck her. Mm. And just like the audience, he's wrong too. So exactly, but but he doesn't know how wrong he is. Skyler is told. Skyler is told Flynn that Walt's moving back in on Tuesday, and Walt's like, "I I, I is, <laughs> I'm is." I got to go to work. And so he arrives at the lab and sees Jesse at the office already. And Walt's like, where were you? What happened? What happened? Where were you? You you look, are you okay? Say something. And Jesse's like, yeah, man, I was out making pickups with Mike. He sounds completely different now. Like at the beginning of the episode, he still sounds like, you know, he's in the doldrums. Like he's hella depressed and he doesn't care if Mike kills him or not. And after he does this, he's like totally reinvigorated. But it's exactly what they're going to talk about later. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I saved the stash. I did that. I'm a hero. And I'm going out with Mike again this afternoon because I guess I have two jobs now. And he and he actually admits that he understands what's happening himself, too. And so Mike meets up with Gus, and he's like, it worked out just the way you expected it to. The the attempted robbery was planned by Mike and Gus's request, and Gus is like, you know what? Um, I'll pay you for the car damage. Both cars. Was there any injuries? And Michael's like, yeah, that was a twisted ankle. Nothing serious. Like, I don't know why you're doing this. Why your plan was for him to be a hero. I don't get it, but okay, whatever. I'm riding with you. And then we get to the part where I was just like, Walt, you big fucking dummy. Skylar is talking with Marie and Hank about the new job. Marie's like, I think you should put Holly on the sign because if you put Holly on the sign, I'll come out there every day. And Flynn is like, well, what about if I'm on the sign? And and they're like, no, we want people to come to the uh, rest. We want people to come to the car wash, not fucking run away. And Walt's sitting there bored, just listening to this whole interaction. So he goes out and he gets a new bottle of wine and he pours himself a whole ass glass and he finishes it like niggas do with uh Minute Maid Fruit Punch, and then they pour more wine to replace the wine they drank down in one shot. Am I wrong in that? 
that assessment that that's how niggas drink men and made fruit punch. They, they, nah, you right. Pour themselves a whole ass glass, drink down half the glass, fill up the glass again, and go out. But Hank is like, yo, bring us the bottle, share my guy. And he calls him, what does he call him? The name of a guy who's a gambler. I didn't, I didn't recognize it. Nick the Greek. Nick the Greek. Yeah. He calls him Nick the Greek. And Flynn is like, who's that? And they start talking about how he was a really prolific gambler. And uh, Marie is like, I don't like that. And Skyler's like, I don't like that either. And Marie's like, we shouldn't talk about Walt's uh, disease. Like, it's a good thing. And it's like, motherfucker, y'all think that's how they bought this fucking car wash? So is it that bad? So um, it gets real awkward at the table. So Flynn changed the subject. And he's like, hey, Uncle Hank, you got anything more about the guy, the crazy guy who was singing that song? And Hank's like, you know what? Actually, it turns out he's not crazy. He's a fucking genius. I did not understand this at all. He's a fucking genius. Like, I've been looking at his notes, and it's like fucking, like, everything he has in here is just so in-depth. I think that no one else could have done this but him. I think I may have, and I think I may have found my guy. He was a five-star meth chef, a genius, plain and simple. And he's like, I wonder what would have happened if he had taken his life in a different direction. A genius like that could have done a ton of great things. And Walt's like, nah. Walt can't. Walt's ego can't let him speak highly of Gail and let Gail take credit for his work. That is what happened. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, maybe he was copying somebody and telling on himself at the same fucking time, but also reinvigorating his brother-in-law to look at this shit again. He was done with it. Mm-hmm. I think I think when it's all said and done, what he was doing was nothing more than, you know, fucking copying. I think he was copying off somebody else. I looked at your notes. I think the real genius is still out there somewhere. That's what I think. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to come to me later on and say, but he was drunk, Derek. Mm-hmm. He was he was he was drunk. Nah, he wasn't. Nah, he wasn't drunk. You don't you don't get that fucked up on wine. Not all three glasses. I mean, Scar might, but the rest of us don't. And True. The thing is, well, he had three glasses in like. Three minutes, <laughs> but he had three glasses in like three minutes after he had eaten dinner. And then he went back to the table and he was on another glass, a fourth or fifth glass, because they did a small time jump to this conversation. So he might have been five to six glasses in of red wine at that point. Oh, he was probably fucked up. Because I mean, if we can tell he was fucked up, because the next morning he didn't wake up till afternoon. So he, but I'm still saying, like, in the moment, in the moment. He just couldn't let it go. He just couldn't let just one fucking person speak of Gail highly. He just couldn't let it go. And this is why I say Walt is dead. Walt is dead. This is pure Heisenberg. Because Heisenberg is like, this me, dog. Me. He ain't dead yet. He'll be dead soon. But he ain't dead yet. But the thing that does happen during this whole thing is that you know who else ain't dead? 
Hank's desire to be a good police detective. And so he goes back and he has his boy Tim drop off Gail's whole ass file. Not just the notebook, but the whole fucking file. And as he's going through this whole fucking file, because again, like you said, Hank, for with the exception of his blind spot for Walt, is a really good detective. He notices that Gail, who's a absolute vegan, makes all his stuff at home, keeps recipes and all that kind of shit. For some reason, this nigga got a napkin from Los Pollos Hermanos with words written on it, code written on it. Why would a vegan have a napkin from Los Pollos Hermanos? Thanks, Walt. Thanks a whole fucking lot. You did that, dog. This shit would have been done and over with from Hank's perspective. You did that, bro. Congratulations. Hope you're real fucking proud of yourself. Brandon, you got anything? No. Scar, you got anything? Um, it's the usual. Come get these candles. I need to make a new discount code. Uh, peace to colors.com, thru.com. 916-633-1537. Return to Oswald at gmail.com. Um, you can leave a review on Spotify at it takes like 13 seconds for either Return to Oswald or uh, Blood, Meth, and Tears. You can also leave a review on Podchaser, copy and paste that into the Good Pods app, and then copy and paste that into the Apple Podcast app. Scar's on Twitter at Scarfinger. Brandon's on Twitter at that cool black nerd. Black is spelled B-O-K. Um, I'm on Twitter at uh, Ratchet Book Club. You can donate to the show on patreon.com slash single simulcast. You can also go to buymeacoffee.com slash sscast and uh, leave a tip there. Or you could you could buy us a drink on uh, buymeacoffee.com slash sscast. Or, or you can go to the Good Pods app and leave a tip in the tip jar. And then just a tip. Thank y'all so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Y'all be good. We're going to holler at you later. Peace. Peace out. Single simulcast. Don't know my name, you slip.